Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. July 27th, 2020, the Wrestling Inc. Podcast, Monday Night Raw edition. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, here tonight to talk about Monday Night Raw. The wheels are in motion. The, the, the chips are falling for SummerSlam. We've got uh, an official new Raw Women's Champion. We've got new conflict on the horizon, a title match announced for SummerSlam. Matt Morgan, what would you think about tonight's show? I thought it was pretty good uh, versus the past Raws we've seen. I'm only comparing it to other Raws. I'm not comparing it to SmackDown. Um, mm. Thought it was good. Rush? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I thought uh, I thought the Drew McIntyre-Dolph Ziggler match was really hard-hitting. Um, I, I thought Asuka and Sasha was really good. I didn't like the count-out really ending, good. but... Uh, you know, uh, so it moved along pretty fast. There were a lot of things I thought made no sense, but um, it still was better. Yeah, to Matt's point, it's better than it's been recently for sure. Great for Sasha tonight. Not so good for Asuka. I think uh, they made her look not like the uh, most sharp uh, career-focused entertainer in all of sports entertainment tonight. My friend was getting murdered backstage. <laughs> Yeah, but so Matt, Matt Morgan, if I'm getting my ass kicked backstage and you're uh, going for the title, you figure Glenn can only die once. Like, really, just how much more? You know, I'll just wrap this up in the ring. Like, three more minutes top. Like, uh, you know, I'll be there in the hospital. I'll send him a card. I'll bring flowers in person. But uh, Daddy's got to bring that title home first. Uh, it's not even really, a, like, a partner that, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Even if it, okay, if it's a family member, okay. <laughs> but like you said, a tag team partner? I don't know. <laughs> I don't and know. I, don't I think I'd have, to st- I'd have to stay and win that match. I think. <laughs> I think they should have at least had her distracted, and then Sasha, you know, rolls her up and gets the win. Roll that her way. up. Yeah. Yep. But a count out, count out, going to save her partner backstage. So let me uh, ask you a question: Do you do you guys find that fifty fifty? Not fifty fifty, but do you find that? Less impressive for Sasha winning a championship that way? It's a forced technicality. So they can say that Asuka wasn't defeated um, and leave that door open for a rematch, maybe SummerSlam, maybe further down the line. But uh, I get why they did it. I think Sasha as champ right now and Bailey as champ, I mean, those are, those, those are the biggest mm-hmm. stars in the WWE right now. I think that having the titles on both of them needed to happen. It's just uh, you really have to suspend disbelief for Asuka that she would uh, give it up that easily. Yeah, I do think it is kind of weak that they did it on a count out. I I just feel like, you know, when you want to start a title reign, you want to you don't want to start it off on something weak like that. It just kind of diminishes them a little bit. And they didn't do and they didn't do with Asuka what I was hoping they would do with her. I thought they'd make her the unbeatable Asuka again. Yeah, no, they. She looked very human for sure. She's I'm mean, kind of lost twice now to Sasha within two weeks. Yes, so definitely does make her look kind of weak. But at the same time, I get why you want to put it on Sasha and Bailey right now because they are the the yes. most entertaining act for sure. Yes. So that makes sense. Um, but this was interesting tonight. I mean, a lot happened. We started from the Performance Center, Randy Orton coming out and talking about what he did to Big Show in that unsanctioned match last week. Talked about Legacy, the Authority, Evolution, um, everything that he's done, putting out Steve Austin, The Rock, and others. Uh, or no, talked about the greats the business has put out, sorry. Uh, Steve Austin, The Rock, and others went on about how The Rock and Austin can't hold a candle to anything he's done. But something was missing, and uh, that's the WWE Championship, so he wants to go after Drew McIntyre for SummerSlam. So I think, I mean, we all saw this was coming. What did you think about the intensity of this promo, Matt? Good. Very good. Um, not not as good as it was versus Edge, but very good. Yeah. Um, the only thing I wish they'd stop, uh, him bringing up The Rock and Stone Cold, it just kind of reminds you how, how much bigger those guys were than anything that's on wrestling right now, you know? 
Um, but that's just a minor caveat. But I, I, I don't like when they bring up stars from the past because it just reminds you how less over the guys are today. <laughs> and there's a, and there's a difference because back in the day, let's say Vin, Vince would never let Shawn Michaels talk about, let's say Hulk Hogan or right. Andre, back like before right. they then started to do that. But let's say when they did start doing that, they would start talking about Hogan and Macho Man. They made them feel and sound so old. Do you know what I mean? And like past their prime when they would kind of like, not a Shawn Michaels, somebody like Shawn Michaels, let's say, or The Rock, let's say, or somebody like that. If they did shoot on Hulk or somebody like that from the generation before them, we didn't say, wow, I really wish Hulk Hogan was here to answer this and shut him up. Or it was like, he's right. They are old. They are dinosaurs. Um, so when like Orton talks about that past generation, it, I don't get that. I get what you get. It's like they're way bigger stars than you. Right. Still. <laughs> but th- that being said, I thought uh, the rest of Orton's promo was I think he's he's the best in WWE right now at these. And, uh, and so, yeah, and that, I mean, that's kind of the biggest match they have for Drew. I don't know where they go with Drew after that unless Orton wins. But, yeah. Something about the delivery, man. Randy Orton can go out there and say nothing, and it sounds poignant. Seth Rollins can go out there, and it just sounds like a word salad that means nothing, but he thinks it's the most profound shit on earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird, man. Uh, Nia Jax coming in on the heels of that, and uh, she was interrupted by Shayna Baszler setting up a confrontation for them, uh, a match for later in the evening. Uh, we'll talk about that, but first there was number one contenders triple threat for the Raw Tag Team titles. The Viking Raiders versus Cedric Alexander and Ricochet versus Andrade and Angel Garza. With Andrade and Angel Garza getting the win, they're going to face the Street Profits for the Raw Tag Team Championships at SummerSlam. What did you think of this uh, promo in the match, man? Good. This was very, very good. Um, better than I expected, I should say. No? I thought, yeah, I thought the match itself. You were talking about the Street Profit. I mean, the uh, Angel Garza match. Yeah. Did yeah. we skip Naya, or did that happen? Well, later? their confrontation, the match happened. After. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, these guys are all really good. The only, you know, it's again the fifty-fifty. All of them have been beaten so many times that you know it's. I, I, I meant okay. So what I mean by this is, it's we know what you just said. Essentially, we we know like. I want to start taking them seriously. I want to believe WWE is going to start doing right by them. So I know they're not going to. I know next week they're going to be jobbers. The week after they're going to be, you know. But I'm watching them, and I'm watching how they're growing and what they're doing in all these segments. They're starting to feel themselves. Do I believe, can I see potential there at least amidst WWE screwing them over with how they treat them with wins and losses? I know it doesn't make, I don't know if that sounds crazy, but from that and then the backstage promos that they're usually doing things, I watch all of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know how you do it when the next week, you know, the company's going to make you lose. Mm-hmm. And then you're yeah. going to win. Mm-hmm. And then you lose. And then win. And then lose. And then win. I don't know. It's so damn hard to stand out. Yeah. No, absolutely. But, yeah, you know, to your point, I thought the action was really good. Uh Circling back to SummerSlam real quick, Anthony Y with the 499 Super Chat. Thoughts on SummerSlam possibly being on a boat? Jericho invented that. Yeah, so apparently Vince McMahon, uh, they had sent out a statement uh, last week that SummerSlam wasn't going to be in Boston, but they said they were going to, you know, a, a, a location to be determined. And apparently they're looking at possibly doing it at an outdoor location, possibly even a boat or on the beach. Apparently, uh, according to PW Insider, they want to do something, uh, Vince wants to do something wacky. Um, so, uh, so he doesn't want it at the performance cool. center, so that could be cool. Like anything outside of the performance center, I'm all for. Yes, the beach could be cool. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you know, Nitro used to do those uh, the oh, beach yeah. locations at Club Lavella, and those were those were awesome. Yeah. Hey, the Intrepid. Someone suggested that would be different. Would actually, be that'd be good to wrestle yeah. on. I mean, the thing on a cruise ship. I mean, the Intrepid doesn't rock the same way. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had Lex Luger body slam Yokozuna on the Intrepid. Hmm. Remember yes. that. Um, so after this triple threat and the Andrade and Angel Garza getting a win, they were celebrating. Uh, they ended up attacking the Street Profits, leaving them laid out in front of the announce table. I think the Street Profits in that promo looked like huge stars tonight. 
They did, but this was good on, on Garza and them to get some heat on them, too, I thought. Again, I thought they were treated a little bit more seriously tonight and how they got booked. I'm just scared what's going to happen next week. Well, we just saw them lose to the Street Profits last week, right? They lost a non-title match, <laughs> and then they qualify for a title match the next week. It's, it's just ass backwards. <laughs> well, okay, but think about it, though. Like, uh, like remember in Inspector Gadget, Claw would always lose but he'd be back the next week you're like i don't know maybe claw's got a chance this time so 50 50 at least is saying it's plausible for somebody to get a win as opposed to uh you know the idea that they lose constantly can i also point out that they're heels like we're not supposed to be like rooting them on but wwe makes us because we see how talented they are and they keep screwing them over with how they book them Mm -hmm. it's anti it's so i don't know yeah they're both squashed by the big show like a few weeks ago Yes. So, yes. And that's your tag, you know, that's your tag championship division. I mean, yeah. Whatever. So even, if they were, oh, yeah. even if they weren't tag team, those two could be, I think, could be single stars. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you couldn't find two other people to do the job, the big show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I still thought that was stupid, but whatever. It was, it was really stupid. Um. So, Shannon versus Nia. Barely got going, double count out. They kept brawling after. Uh, Jack's dropping Shayna off the apron. Uh, for a non-titled match, this could this could be like a good mid-card, uh, probably opening maybe bout at SummerSlam. But I liked what what we saw here tonight of this. What do you think, Matt? I don't know. I, I wasn't crazy about it. I didn't hate it. It's just uh, this another one of those matches. That I, I'll be honest, I start staring in the space or playing with my kid or I'm just being honest while we lay in bed and watch it. Seriously. Okay. Yeah, Shayna, you know, just she doesn't do it for me with her promos and everything. When she comes to the ring, when I see her next to Naya, I'm just like, even though Shayna's a legit MMA fighter or was, I still think, think Naya looks way more impressive and would crush yep. her. And would just, yes. Like, Shayna doesn't make herself believable to me, so... Which is crazy because she could kick everyone's ass. Right, Probably exactly. our ass. Yeah, I yep. think it's just the stuff they script her. It's just so bad that it's it's just hard to take seriously. Well, who would you have uh, challenge Sasha? You, think, you don't think they're going to do Asuka versus Sasha at SummerSlam? I can see that since she didn't really lose in Asuka. Uh, I mean, we've just got done with this. We've just been having this. Like It's a great match. It's an automatic great match. But I do not want to see Oscar have to lose. Yeah. Brian Barry with the five dollar super chat saying Oscar needs to go full Kana on Sasha and Bailey. P.S. Hated that it ended in the DQ. Yeah. Well, it was a count out, but yeah, it count out. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, because I could see Oscar looking for revenge. I mean, these guys murdered her friend. I mean, that's kind of what that was kind of the impression they left, right? They killed Kyrie. Yeah, and I get that. I understand it. But it's like in storytelling, though, like in movie or TV, like when you have, or especially in TV, when you have regular characters that are mixing it up, what makes it interesting is when they go off and do other stuff, and then oh, yeah. it's more interesting when they get back together. And I think yeah. if Asuka went down to NXT, had some matches against EO, Rhea Ripley, and then came back super pissed off at Sasha, Sasha had a defense or two under her belt, I think that'd be more interesting. I just feel that, what's their number one complaint? Like, okay. aside from 50-50 booking, they just run this shit into the ground. No, 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 no. I see what you're saying. That would normally make sense. It would. But yeah. no matter what, Asuka's going to have to lose. And I don't, I, that's, for that reason, I don't want her yeah. to have to wrestle her. Yeah, like, yeah, if I you took Asuka t- off TV because of this attack angle on Kyrie, like, she's attending to her friend, and all of a sudden she appears at SummerSlam, like, you know, mm-hmm. attacks Sasha after the match, kind of a mystery, kind of just freshens her up a little. So no, I agree. I see what you're saying. Uh, Antoine Fair with the $5 Super Chat saying, Matt, you just touched on WWE's biggest problem. They messed up heels so bad that we cheer them for pity. Which, yes, that is true. We should not. Well, be, we should not be rooting them on privately in our like private lives as we're watching the show, like in our heads. You know, we shouldn't <laughs> be. We're supposed to be like wanting to hate them somehow. Is anyone out there cheering for Dolph Ziggler? And if so, please identify yourselves. Uh, <laughs> no. Mention the chat room. Tweet at me. Like, there's got to be like one out there that's like I think we Dolph did. Yeah. Hang on, we used to. If you yeah, remember versus the Miz. Versus the Miz was the last time. They they, they killed him dead. <clears throat> I mean, he loses every feud. He hasn't won a match on TV. I don't think this year. And he's been and he's been in the main event of a pay per view or the world title match in a pay per view. 
Yeah. Um, so after this double count out, oh, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot backstage with Mark Henry. And that was it. They didn't, <laughs> <laughs> they sh- Mark Henry was like showing pretty, off his jacket or something. <laughs> pretty random. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought this was so random. I thought this was so random, seriously. Picture uh, young Matt Morgan back on SmackDown, and they're like, and then Matt, we're going to show you backstage talking to a veteran, having a chat. And you're like, oh, is, is that person perhaps going to manage me or perhaps lead to a segment later in the evening where there's a match? Nope, you're just backstage talking to him. So I think what the deal was, like, there was originally an, an idea to reform the Nation of Domination last week. So Mark yes. Henry Shut and Ron up. Simmons really? were brought in. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's probably why Mark Henry was there because he was because they this was taped last week when they and then they switched the direction for the Nation of Domination and did the uh, the hurt business. That would have been pretty sweet, though. It's pretty cool. Uh, Terry Allen's asking Matt if you'll buy the PS Five for your son. Ooh, ah, Terry, I'm still getting him past the iPad games. Where he's using his finger to to, to play, um, not yet. He's not there yet. Hopefully, within the next year. Yeah. And then Jackson Callens with the four ninety nine super chat. Thanks, Jackson. Uh, these planted fans, man, they look like bored zombies. I get crowd noise, but man. <laughs> What's up, Jackson? <laughs> You know what's funny is you've noticed they're not managing uh, the planted fans as much, and you've had planted fans try and get chants going that are failing, or like <laughs> making the comments. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's really awkward. <laughs> they it need is. to just do like uh, what Major League Baseball is doing with the cutouts. Yes. Have you seen that? Yes. Screw it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Just have cutouts and do it in a regular arena. Cutouts and then plan in the crowd noise. Something. Uh, Antoine Fair, $5, saying, I'm sorry, I'm off topic. But on this heel thing, we know that The Fiend is a heel, and we cheer him. Okay, well, I'll stop now. <laughs> that's yeah. a good point, Antoine. I, I think that's a different time of cheering we're doing. We're not rooting him on because how piss poor. Well, actually, he does get piss poorly booked, too, sometimes. But the majority of years that I'm talking about we're cheering on are ones because they're being booked so god-awfully bad no. that yeah. we want to see them booked better. So, therefore... We're like cheering that they win that match. So hopefully it's designed that, okay, Vince got the message. He's finally going to start using them properly. Well, plus you could have a really good bad guy. I mean, I in the Slasher films, there's the Freddies and Jasons. I mean, yeah, they terrify and you. That's where, and that's where the Fiend comes into play. He's a cool yeah. heel, and we all are excited by him usually, yes. But like that being said... In Die Hard, Hans Gruber, if he got yeah. away with it, I would have been like, well, he really had a good plan. He saw it through and executed it. Good on Hans. You know? Did you really like Hans? I mean, now that we're older, I, I do, but when you were little, you liked Hans love, Gruber love when you were a kid? Gruber. Yeah, I thought it was just so I, cool. Huh. I thought he had great lines, but I wanted Bruce to get him, you know? Or, uh, yeah, I love Bruce. Yeah, I love John McClane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I loved them both. Man, Die Hard was great. Die Hard was great. Especially, I mean, like seeing it without hype, like just seeing that in the theaters, not knowing anything about it. Like that was one of the best experiences of my life. Anyhow, uh, not one of the best experiences of, of my life as a viewer. The Seth Rollins promo about Rey Mysterio. <laughs> Dominic out there to confront. Like, like why? Why, do I, why does this happen every Monday? They have to see Seth, Mr. We're in the golden age of wrestling, out there cutting a promo like he thinks he's, you know, doing Macbeth. Um, and this, <laughs> like this. Okay, so Dominic, uh, yeah, Dominic attacked Rollins and Murphy after Rollins uh, ran his mouth. Uh, Rollins and Murphy recovered. Um, what did he have there? <sighs> and then Alistair Black came out and they just kicked the crap out of him right away. They've done a number on that guy. It's not just the heels. It's the baby faces, too. Aleister Black, they've done a number yeah. on Yeah, he got double-teamed, launched in the plexiglass. Uh, they had the steel steps, tell Murphy, oh, you know what to do. We're, like, we're st- still in this eye thing. Like, <laughs> this eye thing, if I was WWE, I would just act like it didn't happen and stop it you know, completely, just stop it dead. But they're doubling down on it. Because it got Google ratings. People kept Google searching. Right. Well, guess what? If a car drove right into the performance center, 
All right. It's going to same thing. Like <laughs> that doesn't mean it's a good thing. Right. Yeah. If, if, uh, if someone's just in the, the middle of the ring, taking the, you know, taking a shit. It, so people are going to talk about it online, okay, but it's I not. Knew that's about the place it. Place I knew that's the place where Spouse is going to go. It doesn't mean that's a yeah. It doesn't mean that's a good thing. All right. So Alistair Black, his eye went in the steel step. So I don't know if that uh, that means he's going to be off TV for a couple of weeks or. Why didn't we see his eyeball? As this right, this didn't this pop is so out. Crazy. This is so <laughs> great, crazy that we're even talking about this. Yeah. A couple yeah. of quick super chats here. The botch guy with uh, five dollars saying, uh, "Spend uh, spreading some positive vibes around the wrestling community. Great show. Keep up the fantastic work. Thanks for having me, guys. Keep it up. Thank you." Thanks, botch guy. Uh, Justin Lopez uh, saying, "I see Vince is on a rampage to destroy all Heyman push oh. talents because the booking of Alistair Black has been abysmal, especially True. tonight with how they made Dominic look way more badass than him." They did, but to be fair, this is his son, right? Like, if that was my dad, and somebody did that to my father, I would have superpowers in that moment, seeing the person who did this to my dad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he, he is correct. The booking of Dominic was better. Al- Alistair being in this feud is just kind of random. Why like, is he in it at all? Right. Stephen March is truly asking Hogan versus Austin, Austin versus Goldberg, or Sting versus Taker. Which match does the best business, and which one do you want as fans? Are we talking in their primes here, Stephen? Let's pretend he means in their prime. Yeah. Hogan, Austin. I think Austin Goldberg. They were so hot in 98. Like, if they did it that year. They were. Oh, and they. And Hogan, Austin. I'm taking 1985. No, no. 1987, Hulk Hogan. Versus Prime Austin. Yeah. That would be pretty good. He huge. didn't specify it. <laughs> right. uh, Antoine Farrow, was that bro from one or three? I like that <laughs> from Die Hard with the Vengeance. He almost got away if it weren't for them pesky kids. Yeah, he was the brother of Hans Gruber in Die Hard with the Vengeance. One of the best reveals. Yeah, that was. Uh, a couple more, real quick, and then we'll get to the rest later. Will LA and Ta- Tampa eventually host Mania someday? Um, who knows? I mean, sure, at some point, for sure. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see. Everything's up in the air. Marcus Cornelio saying, me and Isaac are big Wrestling Inc. fans. We're Taco Bell workers, and we listen to your podcast during hours. We love you guys. Ha ha. Shout out. Dude, Taco Bell's getting rid of the potatoes. They're what? They're getting rid of the potatoes at Taco Bell, I heard. I haven't had Taco Bell in six months, but, uh. Potatoes were the bomb. And my dream, let me just say, uh, Marco and Isaac, uh, one day I just want access to Taco Bell to go back there and make whatever I want with the ingredients. That's like one of my goals in life. You know, I used so, to work at a Taco Bell way back in the day. Really? So what did you make for yourself off menu? What was like your go-to? Uh, just the burritos. Or, yeah, I kept it simple. The gorditas. Didn't even put like wild sauce on it or like oh, pizza yeah. sauce. Oh, yeah. have wild sauce back then. Oh, gotcha. Uh, no gordita. I don't want to see <laughs> gordita. Yeah, those were, those were awesome. Uh, Mark Kearney saying, I don't want to see Aleister Black in dress shoes with no yep. socks. <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I mean, his whole dark character and I don't know. Stupid. They're wasting him. It is. Um, oh, uh, Jorge Barrios or George Barrios. So he couldn't tell you the last time I watched Raw SmackDown. Love your show. How about some Wrestling Inc. merch? Raj, where can people get some Wrestling Inc. merch? Especially Matt Morgan merch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We can get you some. But you can get the Wrestling Inc. shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees if you go over there and uh, go to ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash Wrestling Inc. You're missing yeah. out, Raj. You should be cashing in on that. I know. Yes. Uh, Brian Berry, $2. They've killed Seth Rollins with this character, which is amazing how they just keep running this <laughs> further and further into the ground. He was it, on fire last any- year. I can't imagine it getting any deeper than the next week he does this. <laughs> Seriously. Well, actually, last year, that's, this is about the time when they started to kill him last year with the Becky Lynch stuff. And Has that been was, a year? Yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, it feels like five years. <laughs> yes, it does. 
I mean, December feels like a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, at this point. Uh, oh, here we go. Danny Cocker in 499. Raj, you're wrong about dropping the whole I thing. I want WWE to go all in on it. Have Ray mimic the night for Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Uh, <laughs> they're not dropping the I thing. We're going to keep seeing the I thing. Yeah. Is that where his, like, each body part was falling off? For uh, Monty Python, if I remember right? Oh, okay. So that was really little. Uh, so, back to tonight's Raw. See, everything else is more interesting than Raw was tonight, except for a few segments. Well, definitely more interesting than uh, the segment with Rollins. But um, after that, Mustafa Ali with our truth, our truth called him Mufasa. That was funny. Um, then we had MVP Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, the herd business out there in the ring. Um, this led to Mustafa Ali versus Bobby Lashley. But uh, before that, though, our uh, truth uh, did attack Shelton Benjamin. Um, tried to steal the title. Tried to steal the title. We got a promo from uh, Mustafa before this. They exchanged words. Then we led to this match. And uh, Mustafa, man, like his win last week was impressive. But I mean, this was pure 50 50 with Bobby picking up the win tonight with the full Nelson but, and Ali but- laying out the ring. But did you really think he's going to beat Bobby Lashley? Uh, he shouldn't beat Lashley. It, but he should be beating somebody. Is it fair to call a 50-50 booking when he has a win last week and then loses to a main event star like Bobby? Is my question. Hmm. But but why what even give why give them the win last week over Lashley's new group? Like that would just form that night. Especially if you're uh, just going to beat him the next week, give this group some steam. You know the Hurt Business. Get give that's them. That's what they. They screwed that up right out of the gates. I didn't think that was smart that they had him lose right yeah. away. That was dumb. Well, Stupid and Bobby... Bobby yeah, Lashley shouldn't be losing here, no. Bobby's the uh, CEO of the Hurt Business we established tonight. I mean, you know, uh, MVP has a title. Shelton has a title. But Bobby, well, he has the title of CEO, not as good as a belt. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, you could have had Ali. He just came back, haven't beat Toza- Tozawa or someone like that. You know, just give him a give him a win. Yeah. Well, speaking of Tozawa, after he came out, uh, it was bedlam, just chaos. Wait, what? No, Tozawa was out there, and some of the ninjas. He's just the making stuff up. He's just making stuff That's up. That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> during, during, Did I just completely miss this? Yeah, it was during the match. Uh, I thought it was after the match. But no, during the match, Akira Tozawa tried to get the 24-7 title. The ninjas were out there attacking. And the ninjas. Uh, I, must have, I must have refilled my water or something. Gosh. You missed no, the ninjas? I, I missed the ninjas. Bro. <laughs> uh, Charlie Caruso backstage with Dolph Ziggler. Saying he doesn't care what stipulation Drew McIntyre picks. And he says, uh, Randy Orton's going to have to wait just a little bit longer because Ziggler's going to win that match tonight against Drew McIntyre. Uh, but then, okay, the real main event of the evening, the high point of the evening, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. Uh, yes. Bailey getting into it with Kari Sane backstage. Uh, this match was so much back and forth until finally we cut Bailey, cut to Bailey backstage, uh, viciously beating Kari Sane, Asuka getting distracted, running backstage and getting counted out. But before that finish, we'll talk about the celebration in a moment, but what did you think of uh, the match itself, Matt? Phenomenal. Ridiculously good. Like you said, the real main event. I agree. Yeah. Except for the yeah. ending. And it was a title match. I don't know why this wasn't last. Um, but Sasha, I thought, was yeah. tremendous. She's just great in this a- atmosphere, like just talking loud, really interacting with the, the fans, just keeping you into it. Um, I thought she was great. Again, I just hated that count-out finish, but this match was really good. That's two in a row of like really good matches that they've had. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, and so after we saw Asuka backstage freaked out uh, after checking on Kari, um, we'll talk about the promo that Sasha and Bailey cut later. Uh, but their celebration was great. I think, uh, yeah, they're the biggest stars right now in the entire company. Yeah, we mentioned the entire them. company. Ooh, uh, I don't know about that. Who? Uh, Bray Wyatt, probably. Um, um, Ron Strowman, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They've done maybe, a bad. Yeah, they've really done so a real cool. number on their talent. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying they're the biggest stars in the entire company, guys. 
I always go to a Charlotte, but I can't because she's not there anymore, right? That's mm -hmm. why they're the biggest stars in the entire company currently. I mean, Randy, Randy, maybe. Hey, Randy. For, oh, Randy, Randy there you go. There you but go. Randy, Randy for recognition, but Randy, like, you can't say, I mean, if Randy went to NXT with Papa rating, but I feel like Sasha and Bailey, look at how much time they give them and look how crazy they let them go. Yeah. They don't let Randy do that. Yeah. But that would hurt his character if he did. Yeah. I don't think Randy wants that. I don't yeah. think Randy wants, I, Randy, don't, Randy doesn't want to hear, you've got five minutes, Randy, go out there and do whatever you're feeling. Uh, the 90s cartoonist 24 with a $20 super chat. Thank you. Saying, I noticed when Randy Orton gave his promo about being the youngest WWE champion in history, it was only because he beat Chris Benoit. Should a deceased wrestler be mentioned despite terrible or awkward circumstances? I don't see any reason to name him there. Um, did, but did he name him? No, no. Benoit's, his name's not allowed on WWE TV. Uh, so what's the argument he's making there? Is he saying that saying, he wants him to be able to name it? Yeah. Well, he's asking should basically like Benoit be allowed to be mentioned on TV? I know because I, I, for the obvious, more obvious reason, most of these fans today don't know who the hell that even was, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They did such a quick job of erasing him, his history, any legacy he left behind. This isn't like removing the Michael Jackson episode of The Simpsons. Like Chris Benoit, that was swift, decisive, and they they haven't really wavered on. No, the time. no. His, his, his image has not been on TV since on WWE TV. Um, Will Moman saying that Lashley killed that niche after he threw him on the side of the ring. I gotta check that out. Uh, he spin like three times. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And then Sasha's ring gear makes her look like a star. Yes, I thought so too. She has a great yeah, look and carries herself like nobody else on the roster. I wish unscripted promos in WWE were a thing. AEW in the future. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I, I agree. She looks great. I think she looks, she carries herself like a star and looks like a star for sure. $3,000, saying I like how Sasha won because a heel should win a title by being shady. Uh, plus, Bailey and Sasha smartly used that stip in their favor. Matt Morgan, 2020. There you go. There you go. Thanks, T. Smitty. I think they should have cheated and gotten the pin, but I, I just, a count out, it's, all, it's been established for years that a count out's not a real win. So, you just kind yes. of, you know, starting her off weak. Alonzo and... agree. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Saying uh, Alonzo, Alonzo Smith agreeing Sasha and Bailey are the best thing going in WWE right now. I mean, a lot of our fans, I think that this is the act. If you look consistently at the stars we talk about the most, I mean, Randy's definitely up there. Actually, I would say uh, Sasha, Bailey, and Randy, those are the, sort of the top three. And we even talk about Sasha and Bailey now. One, we don't talk about Bianca Belair because we're not using her. We don't talk about Rhea as much because they've really buried Rhea. Like Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. You've got a very good thing going, and they're just giving them room to uh, to breathe and go out there and play with it and have fun. And I think it's working. It's working really well right now. Yeah. Um, so we had um, Murphy versus Umberto Carrillo. It's kind of a cool down after that Asuka-Sasha match, but Murphy picking up a win. But even this, like a nothing, you know, a match with no story or anything, but it was really good. Like, they worked. I mean, they were, yeah. like, really chopping each other hard. I mean, it was a very physical, uh, short, entertaining match. So I thought it was good for what it was. This they're is improving. They're, they're getting so much more uh, comfortable. Mm -hmm. This could be a weird thing to say. I think it's now hurting Murphy being with Rollins. I think the Rollins thing sucks so bad. Oh, it, it is. I can't believe we're saying this. When he mm -hmm. first got put in there with him, I thought it was great. It was going to be right. gangbusters for Murphy, I thought. But it's been yeah. a detriment. Yeah. It's hurting him big time. Uh, and we have that Sasha Bailey celebration backstage. Um, that McStadden after winning. Kyrie did. Yep. Uh, she, she wrote her goodbyes on Twitter. So this was her, her last appearance on, on Raw. I still boggles my mind that they had her beat Bailey uh, in her last match. But, uh, you know, when Bailey's your women's champion. But. What are you going to do? But Kyrie, yeah, she had some really cool tweets she put out. Um, she's heading back to Japan. And, uh, yeah, so this was kind of the way What were her off. cool tweets? Uh, she's just thanking the what fans, saying, you know, she was never the strongest or, or, or the biggest, but uh, she, the fans cheering her on always got her going. And then uh, also, you know, uh, thanking the staff and, and everyone at WWE. Hmm. 
A couple of real quick uh, super chats. Toxic Prince saying Benoit's name isn't even mentioned on the WWE Network. If you go to Randy's match when he won the title, it only says Randy competes in match. A little LOL. <laughs> I did not know that. Jeez. Uh, off topic, AJ Styles said Dixie Carter 100% ruined TNA. What do you think, Matt? No, no, uh, I think it was, she tried everything she could, you know, she brought in Hulk Hogan, she yeah. brought in Eric Bischoff, she tried to, what, many people make the argument that that's where it kind of started, I was excited when they brought them in, I thought we would go up in everything, ratings, houses, everything, but it ended up being the opposite, unfortunately. And since um, she left, look what's happened. I mean, how can they, you know what I mean? If it wasn't for Dixie and her money or her, her put her, you know, funding that company, it wouldn't have been around and gotten the best run it's ever had. I don't think Impact will ever get back to where it was at one point between no. 07 to 2010. I mean, she provided a place where people got to work for, you know, for years and years Quite and years. Quite a long and time. And it's yeah. still it's still there in, in, in some form. I, they're only doing like 160,000. So the last week's episode that had all the ex-WWE guys, I think it went from like 156,000 the previous week to 163,000. So they got like a, a small bump, but uh, that's that's their viewership that they're doing now. And they used to do, you know, millions on Spike TV. Seriously. I mean, yeah. I and mean, they cracked I, I, two I don't, million I, a couple times. That's better than Raw does. Seriously. <laughs> Most fans now don't even know what channel it's on. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Honestly, I think a, a big part of it was uh, the booking. We had so many different bookers come in and out, and it will always be this restarting crap. Yeah. That's what I think hurt it a little bit, too. I think what hurt it, too, I because th- when Bischoff and uh, Hogan came in, they actually got a bump, and the numbers, more people were watching no. the show. But then when they tried to grow too fast and all of a sudden they cut their pay-per-views down to four and went, wanted to go live every week and they didn't have the money to do that. That just, the, the wheels right. kind of came off at that point. So that's the time. I, when, we went, we, when we started going live each week, that's when yeah. I yeah. think that's the beginning of the end. Yeah. And yep. someone's asking. So it could, that could be put on her. She was her company. So Yeah. Uh, Toxic Prince asking, WWE even took off Muhammad Hassan's wow. name off of old matches on the WWE Network. Wow. Why? I did not know that. Why? Why? He's a controversial character. Um, yeah. But is his matches still on there? Is his promos still on there? Isn't that the controversy? Uh, I don't know. I, I would guess said? that one where that happened after the London bombings. It aired after the London bombings. I would... I would guess they probably edited that segment out, but I'm not sure. For sure, but why the name? I, don't, I have no idea. This is the first I've heard of that. Huh. Did they take out Sean Devari's name? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's dumb. It is. Yeah. So, Drew McIntyre's stipulation for tonight's main event was another Extreme Rules match. Yep. What? Uh, the Extreme Rules match in the main event tonight. Drew versus Dolph for the title. Um, yeah. Deja vu all over again. Uh, Drew cutting this promo. Actually, that's the crazier shit about this. Is that Drew came out there and just cut a promo on Randy Orton for SummerSlam. I mean, she should have told you how this main event was going to go if you didn't know already. But we did know. At least Raj gave him credit for having a hard-hitting match. Yeah, <laughs> sure. It's quick. It was a fun match. The match itself was fun. Um, yeah. But again, you knew from the beginning who was going to win. Of course. Uh, I mean, there was no question. So, yeah. again, I think Sasha should have been the last one because you didn't know with that one, and that was a title match. This was a non-title. Yes. Uh, yep. And then, of course, after Drew won, an RKO out of nowhere. That was pretty sweet. Those are always cool. I mean, all for all the booking problems we've talked about with WWE, they're not dumb enough to have Dolph win this match. So, you know, <laughs> even if it was not. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
true. This might sound like a weird question. Who's lamer right now in the WWE, Dolph Ziggler or Seth Rollins? Oh, Seth. Uh, Dolph. <laughs> Just because, okay. It depends what Seth, you mean. Okay, so for lame, oh yeah, that's a good question. That's a good point. I, I'm saying for who's more predictable or right. that could win a match or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Seth yeah, for won sure. a match. I, I just meant as a character. Yeah. Who's a bigger dork between the two? <laughs> Seth right now. Is that, is that really the question? So then Seth, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Raw went by quick tonight, but man, that Sasha Oscar match was awesome. Um, love that. It was. I'm excited. I know you guys aren't. If they do Nia versus Shayna as like a non title feud, just to have another women's storyline on Raw right now. Think about this. Again, we saw Bianca and Ruby just standing backstage tonight. They're giving so little to the women outside of the title matches. We need something. Okay. I don't um, want so I something. They've got a stacked women's roster. I get know. two other women that have that are much better than them to get it to get chance to get out there. Yeah. Um you just gave two of them, for example. I I'd rather see work. Yeah, Ruby. Women are... Sorry. Oh, I was going to say some of the women right now are are off due to precautionary measures no, and uh, things like that. So, yep. Why they have They're, COVID? For, we don't. We don't know. They can't tell us. Yeah, but we assume. Uh, okay. That's okay. the terrible part is that we assume. Well, um, some, so Mandy, they Mandy Rose, they had a boat trip with her, her mom uh, a few weeks ago. And I think everyone on that boat trip has been off of TV since. It was like um, Natalia, Liv Morgan, and uh, I think I'm forgetting someone else. But, hmm. uh, yeah. Do they show any of them on TV at all? No. They announced Mandy versus Otis, their uh, love affair, will resume this Friday on SmackDown. So, so, she, so she must be all Bad. out of quarantine or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. I know you're looking forward to that, Matt. The Mandy Otis uh, no, romance. No, I hate it. I don't like it. <laughs> I'll take I it over. I liked it when they had fans, but without fans, it's just so it's too corny. I will take His ten karaoke contests over seeing hmm. the faces he makes drives me nuts. <laughs> you ever see like when he like scoops her up and picks her up? He's like making all these weird goofy. <laughs> Faces, it's 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 a bad Chris Farley impersonation. It's terrible, it Chris Farley. <laughs> Take it over, Seth. Any day of the week. God, Seth, do you hear that? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Yeah, he's getting roasted tonight. Uh, Leonza Duncan saying, "I'm actually late. I actually like the show. Did y'all enjoy it? Shout out to Two yes. Belts Banks, Two One Power Troop. But I think yes. they woke up the real Oscar. There was a lot of good on the show. Yeah. Yes, we did like tonight's show. Yeah." It was one of the better ones in a long time. So, uh, we got a couple news stories, some other stuff now that we got through this? Uh, yeah, so Vince McMahon, <clears throat> he, he was asked during the WWE's annual shareholders meeting, uh, which was a week and a half ago. And they usually don't post these online, but they just did for some reason. So he was asked about the TV ratings and, the, and how are they going to get the ratings to improve. And Vince replied, we have a 30-plus year track record of creating compelling characters and engaging a variety of audiences. And we obviously remain confident we can continue that with our collective ability. Even in the most challenging environments with no live audience, the media ecosystem obviously has changed and we change with it. Our engagement metrics across platforms are understandably and obviously, however, the importance of linear programming is paramount in all of our business. Basically saying uh, TV viewership has been negatively affected by COVID, but they always create compelling characters and so they will be fine, which... I took that as we get a lot of views and clicks on Twitter and YouTube, bro. That's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> they're they're kind of in a hole right now with the, this ratings thing because you know AEW was up a lot last week and WWE continues yeah. to fall every week. So, uh, and it, it's going to get worse. We got basketball starting up this weekend. Uh, Major League Baseball is back. Uh, hockey is starting up. And then uh, Monday Night Football, if all still goes up as planned, is going to be back in a month. Oh, wow. Remember what I said? What would you do, Raj, if they dipped below a 1.0? <laughs> it's, 
I don't see that happening, but it's not uh, beyond the realm of possibility anymore. <laughs> you know? What would happen? Would the world just implode if that happened? <laughs> the wrestling world? Vince yes. Vince McMahon just yelling so loudly. You would see the McMahons coming back on TV, you know, do, saying that they, they've changed again. I, I say Vince <laughs> finally just does this. He snaps his fingers and the wrestling world is just eliminated at once. <laughs> He's just, the, uh... that's him. Yeah. That's him tapping out. Uh, Justin Lopez uh, saying, Muhammad Hassan did an interview with Van Blee and discussed if he was one of the greatest heels ever. Uh, What do you guys think? I wasn't Um, a fan of it. No, he's one of my better friends, too. But no, he's not one of the greatest heels ever. He didn't have enough time to do anything to do it. He was on on route. It depends on what kind of heel you guys like. Um, Mm. I think... He did, he did the job of what he was supposed to do, which is make people feel incredibly uncomfortable. Um, you know, and, and I don't think that they necessarily... Yeah, they do. I remember, though, in the arenas, they did hate him. They really did hate him. If you go back and watch it, they did. Yeah, I think just playing I stuff just, off of religious bigotry, you know, is kind of what they were doing. Oh, it's it was terrible. They, yeah. they definitely were, but that's what the arenas were doing. Mm-hmm. That says more about us than it does, you know. Yeah, because it worked. It worked if you go back and watch it. He oh, had he tons of heat. He did. Yeah, he had heat. I would with him in the airports. Like he, he, they worked their gimmick everywhere they went. Him and Davari both. Mm-hmm. Wow. They wore their 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 outfits everywhere. Wow. Because yeah, Hassan's actually Italian. Really? Oh, Mark yeah. Capone. Mark Capone. Yeah, very yeah. Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You learn something every day. Very interesting. Uh, what else we got, Rush? I think news wise that we already kind of discussed SummerSlam. Uh, Matt Hardy said he's ending all of his gimmicks. I don't know if you saw that. He said he wants to be, uh, be a voice of positivity mm-hmm. and be himself. So, what does that mean? In the middle of his matches, he's just going to stop and make odes. And like, like, what, what, what is he gonna do? That's gonna, like, because I read that too. What, 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 how did you guys take that as Glenn? Do you think it's just like mid-match stop? Say, can we all just get along, everybody across the world? Like, what's he gonna do? He seemed uh, so. Reading what he was saying about AEW and the live fans, and he was, you know, envisioning coming into that area. I think he's gonna drop it for now, and then just to make it a huge pop when he brings it back once live crowds return. Because the broken thing know, doesn't work it, with no crowd. No, no, he, it's cringy. We definitely need the crowd. It, it yeah. is, and I feel bad for him because she was going to get a, set, a new lease on life with that. And mm-hmm. I was looking forward to seeing how he did it in AEW, because without the fans, he, Matt's very good about gauging fans. You got to give him credit on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he would have taken that somewhere different, especially with the AEW fans and how they reacted to it. I could see him layering that character because they're a different audience than what goes to WWE arenas. Mm-hmm. But if I'm Tony Khan, I would give Matt whatever hey. money he needs to make movies and have a creative outlet through wrestling and production. I would have him work with younger talents. I would have him on camera, but I would find a way for his creativity to shine because he is just, uh, he's, he could be like a self-contained arm of production for AEW if they let him. Mm-hmm. Did we, yeah. we discussed uh, Adam Cole already like, on Friday, right? Oh, about the Pat McAfee thing? Yeah, yeah the Pat McAfee stuff. No, so. but then he apologized. He did apologize. Triple H was also... Triple H did, too. Interviewed about it. Um, I still think it's a work. And Do we uh, still think it's a work? Yeah. Adam Cole's not going to break equipment. and You know, like, <clears throat> he's too much of a pro. He is, but what about Triple H following it up? I think it's part of the work. I think that's... Okay. Look, this is the most realistic-looking thing they've done in a while, which uh, and part since, of that uh, has to be there has to be some follow-up. So, since uh, Hogan it, choked out Richard Belzer back in the mid '80s, that wasn't work. I know. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think Belzer I, uh, won off that that lawsuit that he threatened? Gosh, I think been millions, said, right? I think he uh, said he ended up getting like I want to say like one hundred fifty thousand or something like that. That's it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he should have sued for way more than that. 
I'm trying to think because there was John Stossel who got slapped by Doctor D, and he didn't yeah. get that much. Maybe he was the one that got like two hundred thousand. Mm. Uh, it ended up not being much. I'll double check those. How is how is that possible? Those are fell down. And his head was bleeding. Four hundred thousand, according to Grantland. John Stas John Stossel. No, Belzer sued Belzer. Hogan for five million. He got four hundred grand. Okay, and John Stossel, I think, was something small like that too. Let me just double check. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed those numbers. Yeah, I would was, have guessed higher. So yeah, Doctor D was four hundred twenty-five thousand, so about in the same range. Wow. And Bell, I'm telling you, the back of Belzer's head was bleeding. Yeah. When he I mean, fell he down collapsed the to the yeah, he collapsed to the ground. No, absolutely. That footage is crazy. He got he had it coming. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't obviously Terrible. no one should be hurt like that. But he was asking for Hogan to put him in the move and you know. When you ask Okay. I'm not gonna ask Chuck Liddell to punch me in the arm. This is true, and back then they protected the business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh anything else before I wrap this up? I think that's it. Cool, guys. Well, uh, we'll be back here Wednesday. The return of Justin Scoops Labar this Wednesday to the Wrestling Inc. podcast with myself and Matt Morgan. It's Scoop, singular, not plural. Scoop, not Scoops. <laughs> no, it's Scoop. Scoop Labar. Like Scoop Jackson, like Scoop Jackson from the NBA. He's got one scoop. Not multiple scoops. He just gets one scoop. <laughs> no, he gets the scoop. Oh, he gets the scoop. Okay. Yes. There you have it. Uh, until next time, folks, he's at BP Matt Morgan at Raj Geary underscore 303. I'm at Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here Wednesday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.